Evolutionist Show on All About Animals Radio. I'm your host, Billy Groom. And on The Solutionist Show, we chat with changemakers, innovators, revolutionaries, and grassroots leaders. We talk about issues plaguing the animal welfare system and solutions that they are putting into action. And today we have Brenda Vetrano and Gina Patolo from Laws for Paws. Hey guys, hey. how are Hi. you? So nice to be here. I'm so glad. This is so cool because you guys just are seriously just doing some really, really cool stuff and I want to talk about what you're doing so we might as well just hop right into what you're all about what what is your what what's your mission okay um can I tell a quick backstory yeah um, you can tell whatever you want to tell loss for pause was actually in the beginning called animals are family not property but yeah, we, cool. we at the same time we had the same vision but I mean the same mission and the same vision um yeah. but with the the title animals are family not property people weren't understanding what direction we were who are you is what they you know. yeah it sounds more like a slogan right right yeah i get so that they, they didn't understand who we were or what we were trying to do so i sent out um just this past december i sent out a post just saying you know animals are family not property, we were originally um, formed with a mission um, to fight for new Mich Michigan le legislation. I'm sorry, I'm very nervous. <laughs> You're doing great. You're doing great. You're doing great. Yeah. Okay. Um, and to push for tougher consequences for all animal abusers. So um, I'm sorry, did you hear? Yeah. yeah. You said it's okay. cool. I'm, I'm all about tougher... Uh... Yes, legislation yes. for animal abusers. So just to clarify, you guys are in Michigan. So your your focus is Michigan. Yes, definitely. That's that's, um, you know, changing the, the legislature is definitely an end goal. But in the meantime, uh, what we're doing is is trying to gather awareness and and get the public engaged and the public knowing about this because you know, I mean, laws for pause. I hope you don't think we're lawyers. We're definitely not lawyers. I'm a medical professional. I work, and um, but it, there's just something in me that has has stricken a nerve. You know, as far as these cases that are happening, and I don't know if I just had blinders on, um, why you know I wasn't aware of these cases, and then once you know I was made aware of this community, I was made aware of protests. So it's like you can actually make a difference you know, protesting the local cases and showing up to these court dates and, and finding out what the um, what the sentences are for these people. And a lot of the times they're just really, really lax. And one of the things that Laws for Paws want to do is push for automatic felonies. Um, automatic, um, you know, if it's related to- Mandatory. Mandatory, yeah. that's the word, yeah. Um, so felonies, because the, the sentences are, are so disappointing and how these people just walk and they get away with it. Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the things that we want to change and making a change like that um, in Michigan here, as far as, you know, putting something on a ballot, it costs upwards of $500,000 and, um, you know, just to get something, uh, I mean, sorry, signatures to try and get something on the, as well as, okay. you know, the money 
as well, you know, to get something on a ballot. So it is a marathon, not a sprint. So that's why in the meantime, when this hits and we need to get those 500,000 signatures, we need people, you know, to come in and support our cause because there's only a short amount of time to get those signatures. Yes. Um, but the, the current ballot that we're pushing for is, um, it's, I don't know if you've heard of the sex offender registry. Um, yep. It's it's similar to that. So it would just be for the animal offenders because it's been proven so many times that animals are almost like a gateway, like abuse to animals leads to abuse to humans. Um, you know, that's, I mean, there's st so many statistics out there that, that show that, you know, it just, it leads to violent crimes. And, it, you know, if we have these people in a registry, it's one step closer to stopping the abuse, to stopping these, because these cases are horrific. Um, they're so violent. And, and when you see the photos, it makes everything so much more real. And it makes you think like, gosh, I wish somebody would do something about this. And that's why and, you know, I have to say, even this is this is great. We're going, I can see this going all over. This is awesome. Yeah, I love what you guys are doing. It's interesting that it's almost as though we have to say, provide that stat where there's that connection between animal abuse and people. But in actual fact, I, I don't want somebody walking around on the street that has that mentality that they feel that they can do that to an animal because they're just an angry person. Whether they end up hurting a person or not to me is irrelevant. What they did to that animal up unto itself is wrong. That's Absolutely. just, you, you just shouldn't have that brain. You shouldn't want to do that. It's wrong. They are sentient beings. And what the hell are you thinking? Like whether it's illegal, not illegal, it's immoral and it's it's wrong. And I'm glad it's illegal, which allows you to have your laws for pause and what you do because now these people are in court. But it's it's so much more than just what they might do with people maybe later. What they just did right there. So the next question I have is, is there an age? Is there like with, um, it, uh, you know, that they have to be over 16 before they're being brought or juvenile versus adult, how they're brought to court, that kind of thing? Or do you find that what you're dealing with are a lot of juveniles or is it strictly adults? It's just been adults as far as I'm. Um, we had one that was, uh, he was underage, um, but they tried him with the what is it the Haita Act, okay. and it his he was a minor, so they sealed his case. So okay. uh, we were going and do going to the court cases and and following his case. And um, one case we went into, his attorney walks up to us and said, "I'm sorry, you have to leave," because they had got this Hoida, I think, believe this is what it's called, and. Um, seal its file. So it was closed. It was, it closed, was closed case. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys go into the courtroom when these cases are happening and you're keeping records on what's going on and putting the public pressure on them to make it known that we know this person is here and we know this person did this and this needs to be addressed appropriately for yeah. what it is. Is that is that what you're doing? 
Yeah. And I find that people want to see something done. Like people are outraged, even people who aren't, you know, uh, animal parents themselves, they want to see something done. And, you know, it's, it's amazing how many people, you know, say, you know, what's happening with this case? You know, how can this happen when there's proof as far as videos go, like there's video evidence, and then they'll still just kind of skate away without any jail time, without, you know, any, any severe consequences, anything, if anything, it's just kind of like minor inconveniences I'm finding are the sentences. And that's, what's so frustrating to our community. But if enough people open their eyes and see that this is happening, you know, we're going to make a change, you know, that's, that's what I'm hoping for. And, and we're, we're stronger together. We're better together. If we can, you know, network any way that we can. And I know that your show's all over the world. So no, if you're in Canada, if you're in the UK, wherever you are, like, you know, take it upon yourself to, to stand up for these animals because they're like-minded people all over the world who are rooting for you and who are with you. And you're not alone as far as that goes. So, I mean, that's my personal call to action is, is don't be afraid to, you know, get a group together and, 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 you know, network and, and see how you can make a difference because it, it gets disheartening, but at the same time, we know it's a marathon, not a sprint. And that's why I feel like it's so important for us to celebrate the small wins, the small wins as far as a successful protest. You know, wow, we have a lot more people this time or a lot of people like pulled over and asked, you know, what we were doing. And then once we told them, they were like, wow, I didn't hear about this or, you know. Well, let's it, talk it, about a protest. You're right out front of the courthouse when you know that the, well, the, 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 the hearing is about to take place. Is that right? Or where are you protesting in front of? Well, the protest that I'm talking about is um, there was a case recently here with a veterinarian who was recorded, um, you know, by violently. his family member violently, viciously abusing a rescue dog. And it was posted on YouTube and it yes, went viral. You're and, aware. Yes. Oh, so yeah. we, we've one. been yeah. protesting outside of his office. And then we okay. have counter protesters, his supporters. And then, you know, there are times that we've been in, in his court dates and they all wear matching t-shirts saying we support our vet. And it's, you feel really outnumbered at times, but we're absolutely not going to stop because he's just another, he's just another abuser, you know, and then today, you know, we're on to the next case and, and we're following these next cases that are going on. There's no end. There's no shortage of abuse, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. so disheartening. Yeah, but it, it, that's part of animal welfare. I mean, it never seems, it, it seems to, but, but the, the small wins are actually quite big and they're necessary. That's what's interesting is the small wins are so necessary because they do make a difference and they also help create awareness of what can be done. So let's talk about an example of a small win. Would it be, if you can just give an example of a small win. Hmm. Would you, have you changed a sentence or do you feel that, that your work has maybe edged a sentence a little more harsh than maybe it would have been had there been no? I think the answer to that question is kind of disappointing because I feel like our efforts have not been recognized. Like they're still just getting slaps on the wrist. Um, but that's, it's, it's not going to stop us, you know, cause it's, it's, we have to push and it's, it's not going to happen overnight, but have you um, got it, these 500,000 signatures for no, no, she they, was talking they, about for the, I'm for the, oh, it's okay for the, for the registry. Um, that's going to kick off. There's a big rally in Lansing, the capital of Michigan. 
Okay. So with the Capitol building, there's going to be a rally, and that is on um, April 11th. April 11th at from one to four. One to four, and um, I, that's going to be the kickoff. That's when they're going to start, you know, getting the because there's just a small amount of time to get this massive amount of signatures. Um, so I feel like that's the kickoff um, as far as you know, bringing awareness so we can get this in the in the time frame that they need it in order to get this passed on on the ballot. And that registry. So for people in different areas, let's just talk about that in general, getting ballots. Let's talk about ballots and what what exactly is that ballot doing? Well, I mean, each one has its own verbiage. Like, um, so this 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 ballot that I'm talking about, it's the ballot initiative for the 2024, it's called Protect Michigan Pet. And um, there's, there's so many different um, uh, paragraphs on it. Just, there's so much information that's contained in it. Um, for exactly what it is and how somebody would go around, would go about creating that ballot. Um, I'm not too sure personally. So who yeah. created this ballot? This one is the Protect MI Pet. So Protect MI Pet. Um, so that's Michigan. That's Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. Yes. So they put this task force together. Yes. And their task force is a dream team. Yes. I don't know. They, yeah, they are. Yeah, I don't know if we should name names, but they're, you know, sheriffs and, um, you know, really, it, I would say important people, I would say, you know, influential okay, there people. There we go. Okay, well, influential yeah. people got together and formed this, and then you're getting the signatures to support it. Yes. Yeah, so and we're definitely uh, supporting them because, you know, there's power in numbers, you know, definitely it's something to keep an eye out for and definitely support. Um, for sure. As far as making the mandatory felonies, I mean, you know, we, we, it's a long road ahead of us right now. We're in the stage, I think where we're gathering information, we're following these court cases, we're letting people know the problem. So then eventually, you know, when it comes to that, you know, that's, that's the end goal. Definitely. Well, awareness is key. Absolutely. Awareness is key. And particular things that individuals can do. And I mean, signing that is, is a big one. It, it, it doesn't take a long time for each individual person to, to sign it and to contribute. So getting that out there uh, is, is just a good way for people to be able to contribute to the cause without spending a lot of time or any money actually for them to sign that, correct? Yes, right. yes, exactly, yes. And then that's going to go to legislature, is that correct? Um, yeah, so yeah, they'll vote, yes, to yes. pass the ballot. They'll vote 2024 on 2024 is when it will go. Yes. Okay, that's big. You know what? That is big. I think that is a long-term goal that's big and is really, really important. So let's get back to the classification of animals. You were talking initially, I sort of interrupted you, sorry, about um, your original name and having living property and property that's important, isn't it? Because how people view pets and their mindset on how they view them is really Absolutely. important to the action that they do. Yes, yes. It's crazy. Yeah. And it's crazy the way that they think. They think just like property, like you said, property, they think that it's a, a toaster. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. They treat yeah. it like property. Or at least yeah. the laws can, and that, that can be a problem, that it, it should be. And, and that sort of gets back to what I was talking about earlier. It's if somebody has that brain and that mindset where they feel it's okay, even if they throw a toaster across a room, 
it still bothers me. It's like, why are you throwing that toaster across the room? Why do you feel the need? I don't want to be walking down the street with people that handle their issues in that way, whether they're, it, it, it's, it's a problem and these people need to be addressed. Now it's not going to be illegal to throw a toaster across a room, but it, it, it definitely needs to be illegal and be treated the same way when it is a sentient being. Because like Thank you said, you. It, does yes. it does build and it does go. I mean, maybe they did start by throwing a toaster across the room and then the next thing, it's a dog. And then the next thing, and yeah. they build from there. But right there, when they start get, getting to living things, the other is they will use that against their partner, correct? So, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Domestic violence. That lately. And right there, they're basically saying they are admitting that that animal is important to a person. That yeah. animal is so important to a person that if I hurt that animal, I'm going to hurt that person. Right there, they're saying that they're recognizing yeah. and the importance of that being. Yeah, and the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigations here in America, they they published that there's a link between animal abuse and domestic violence. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely been researched into by the Federal Bureau of Investigations, and it's I feel like it can't be disputed personally. Um, you know, there's there's just that link, and even you hear about like the serial killers and, and yeah, the and Jeffrey Dahmers of the world. Yeah, yeah, they, they start see, uh, yeah. as young children with with animals, and it's it's horrifying and it's horrible um absolutely no excuse for abuse and that, that's another thing that i had wanted to touch on um as far as the court cases go is the um the reactions when you when you actually see somebody in court that's been convicted or that's that's um allegedly being um uh accused of these crimes in the court of law and, and you get to look in their eyes and you get to see a little bit about the reactions and I, the arrogance, the eye rolling, the, just the complete disregard is what makes me so frustrated inside and so disappointed, you know, when I see somebody like that. Um, it, I feel like there's absolutely no excuse for an abuse, but at least if you kind of take some accountability for what you did, instead of making gaslighting and making excuses, oh, this dog did this, this dog did X, Y, and Z, and that's why it's justified that I beat the living daylights out of the dog. The dog chewed up my sunglasses, an eight-week-old eight puppy, right? Mm -hmm. Chewed up a pair of fake designer sunglasses, so that was his justification for beating the dog on almost camera, to almost to death. He was videoing. He, and he, he videoed it. Videoing there's, it. There's proof right there. And then he was also in court rolling his eyes. No accountability, just an utter disregard for for the sanctity of life. You know, this is a baby and, and the dog's face is just so cute. It's the cutest little face you've ever seen. And, and you just ask yourself, how can these people do this to a, a baby animal, you know, that's just so innocent and they're, they're so good by their nature. You know, they, they need to be protected from, from things like this. And that's why, you know, we can't just close our eyes and plug our ears when it gets too violent. We have to stand up and face these people. And this is a society, you know, no matter where you live, if you're in whatever country you're in, you're living in a society, a civilized society. And, and you know, you have to stand up. And I encourage everybody, you know, watching this to, 
to stand up when if you see something say something and you know if you can talk to your legislators and, and find out what needs to be done in your area is there anything that that might be coming up on the ballot that you could support and that you can get the word out about that benefits the lives of these animals go for it because we want a better world that's what it comes down to it's enough is enough of this abuse against these innocent innocent voiceless animals so it's just Absolutely. so important to be a voice for the voiceless. Well said, well said. And, and getting back to that, that guy, it's interesting to think, well, I'm going to assume he got a piece of crap little sentencing, if anything, a slap on the wrist or something like that. So the puppy in the sunglasses? This is a new, like, it's a brand new case. This week. Brand new, just hit. So yeah, he, it was a probable cause hearing this morning. It was a probable cause hearing this morning. The next one's going to be a week from now. Um, and then that is the, is it a pretrial then? Uh, so the fact he put that on social media says to me that he was not scared at all about getting caught or reprimanded or anything. He just just went ahead and he was doing it to who knows I mean we can't speak for him but he thought it was cool or he just did it he had just zero conscience obviously he so, videoed he was so angry disgusting. disgusting so angry and he took that anger out on this poor innocent little yeah. puppy and you See, know that's the mindset that scares me I don't want people like that, that walking around that is just a mind a mindset because you know you never know you could just do anything that angers that guy and that's his his way of addressing it I wonder when they get to that point I mean now we're getting into psychology but in a sense if the if the laws were harsher would he still be running around making justification for it probably would he not do it? it? It's it's hard to say. It's like anything. Laws, there's reason that they're people in prison because they don't care about the laws. But the mm -hmm. fact that these laws are such a slap, I mean, it, it may, I'm, I'm wondering if he's even surprised at all that he's going to court. I'm wondering yeah. if he's surprised at all that he was arrested for that. Yes. And, and, I, and what you said psychologically, I feel like that is a, a form of torment and abuse also against his, his partner. Because wasn't it his partner's dog? It wasn't his dog? Yes. Because there was another case with a Yorkie, with a baby Yorkie. And it was this big guy and he, she, his partner made him mad. So he broke into her house and he videotaped himself. And you know, Yorkies are tiny. Yep. Yorkies, and he, it was the same kind of story. He videotaped himself brutally, viciously beating this dog and to near death the and sending the video to her. And then there was something like he put the dog in a trash can and left the dog for her to find. And, you know, it's, it's this form of psychological because it's almost like they know that we care about the dogs and they don't care about the dogs. So they'll just use it to, you know, inflict further harm more than they're already doing. It's disgusting and it's sick and it, it needs to be addressed. In, I believe it needs to be addressed in the court of law because at least there's that. Because if, if somebody did that to my dog, I'm, I might be the one ending up in jail. I'm sorry, but I mean, yeah. there's yeah. no laws to protect the innocent. I get it. Yeah. yeah. I, do, I hate I to do admit get that. that. <laughs> I'm a pacifist well, though. I'm I think a, a lot of people listening to this, including myself, are right there with you. Yeah. yeah it's extremely, it, yeah, it's, it's very disturbing and needs to be addressed. And I do feel that laws and legislation make a huge impact. I do. 
it's hard to say with individual people, but I do think that it brings awareness and it prevents people from, they'll stop and they'll think twice if there is a potential ability for them to, you know, if they just get a slap on the wrist, they're not, they're less likely to care. I think laws do. Yeah. Like, yeah. For an example, in America, like a misdemeanor is way different than a felony. Like a felony, you can't own a gun, you can't vote, you, your, your rights kind of get taken away a lot more than if you have a misdemeanor and a misdemeanor is just kind of like, like, it's not, you know, it's not going to stop somebody from being cruel. Whereas a felony might make them think twice. I right or if they're, my, on a, my if they're on a no I do I agree yeah. and and uh well it doesn't matter whether I agree anyway but I do um their yeah. registry I think is is that's sort of this Ooh, I'm on that registry you know nobody wants to be so I think that's really important too if there is for people to maybe consider in their area you know is there a registry for animal abusers for yes and then and then that registry as well could be used by um you know the rescue so that they can't continue doing this to other animals like the people who are really twisted who you know i don't i don't know if they get off on on that kind of you know abuse that they're inflicting um so the it would be open to the public it would be open to the police it would be open to you know the rescues to kind of stop this person from going forward and you know it, it's they deserve a scarlet letter i'm sorry but they deserve a scarlet letter for if, if you've done something like that before you're hurting basically a helpless entity you know you're you're hurting somebody that's that's helpless and that doesn't have a voice i personally feel like that's the worst type of criminal people who who go after the elderly children disabled animals especially the animals are where my heart is but any i feel like that's a different kind of heinous crime when you're it when is. you're going after something that's helpless and voiceless and they have no idea it comes out of nowhere they have absolutely no idea what they they i mean i you know, like getting back to the puppy, puppy, puppies don't know what's wrong to chew sunglasses and they had yeah, no idea. And they, yeah. Yeah. So, the but then that gets in. I know. Yeah. Sick, man. Sick people. Definitely. What I wanted to mention, you guys were talking about psychology and I'm going to switch it over to um, the domestic animal piece of it. Um, a lot of people don't believe that animals have emotions or feelings or mental like that that they have a mentality um i'm trying to find the words that i want to say like that the abuse that these people are putting on these animals they don't understand the mental and the uh, psychological damage that they're doing they don't believe they're like oh yeah just they're the get over it it'll be fine yeah yeah well there are i mean now that that's obviously what i deal with is uh, cognition and emotions. So that's what, uh, what I talk all the time about. It's what my profession is for three decades, right? So we're, and uh, most of the dogs I work with have been, some have been previously abused. Most have been in some way or another, but not, not all of them. Mm -hmm. But the, the effects on that are, are undeniable. I mean, you, you can't, you, you, you know, I even get back to I'm not saying that every child that every ever bugs a dog through a fence or pokes them with a stick or or bugs them should necessarily end up with a hardcore criminal record but it starts there it starts there they need to learn you know what 
you're you're bugging that dog through the fence and that mm -hmm. you're scaring that dog and you're yeah. bothering that dog and that dog doesn't know why and you're poking you're you're egging that dog over with food and then poking him with a stick mm. i mean that's a clear like that. indicator i would take my child straight to a psychologist if it was my child I'd be like there's something exactly. wrong here like that, no, that no 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 yeah. addressed right there and i don't know if you saw my recent post but uh yeah children had poisoned a dog on a on a reserve and oh. you know that a lot of the comments i got on that was just on the you know why why are these kids feeling that this is okay it's oh it starts gosh. with that mentality of th this is wrong you can't just do that to these there's other you can't just go around poisoning dogs you can't so even though that see to me things like that are interesting because it's it's not the type of direct abuse that we've been discussing the the couple mm -hmm. of examples that you brought up there are other but there's still a mindset that completely as you said shows a lack of acknowledging the emotional intelligence of these animals yes and, and um yeah and i feel like the severity like maybe the child who's poking that dog with a stick we have another case it was a dog named ghost who's buried alive and um he a, a good samaritan saw like the nose kind of sticking out they tried to rescue the dog the dog ended up dying that court uh how how long has it been there's no it's answers been september 30th uh he was on earth and uh we have been on the phone with police departments uh prosecutors of office, I mean, you name it, trying to get an answer. What are you gonna do for this dog? They named Do they dog. know who buried the dog? Yes. Oh, it's in warrant status. It's been- So he's got a warrant? Or like, so they, they yeah, need to so pick him up. Yeah, so he's got a warrant. Yeah, but they're- But they don't have him in no custody. They yeah. don't have him in custody, no. Was he, is he a child? No. no. He's an no, adult. These, these are adults. Yeah. Yeah. And and there was another one, you know, in, in Detroit here in Michigan, um, it, it, there's a lot of areas where people will just have a dog chained outside in all the elements, you know, in the horrible Michigan winters that we have insufficient, you know, just even for basic survival, there'll be no hay, you know, even like no food or no water that they can get to or yeah. the water in the winter's frozen. Yeah. And why do but, they do this? They do this because it's a, um, an alarm system for their house. It's just so their dog will bark if somebody goes to break in. So then there was a, a, one case where somebody saw one of these dogs chained up and he picked him up and he just yeah. stabbed him to death. Yeah. And, um, and then yeah, they're a, they're, a, they're a sitting duck. Absolutely. And then if someone comes on the property and the dog bites them, then sometimes that it depending on where you are and what that happened, but uh, that has happened in places where, you know, dogs have bit people that have come up to them. They've been restrained. They've been tied up or they've been in homes and people have broken in and the, the dogs have bit them. And then it's, it's the dog's fault. Yeah, and then right. there's a, there there you there could be a lawsuit then, right, on behalf of the person breaking in, which that is disgusting. Yeah. Like it's disgusting. We need to. So yeah. is it that way in Canada? It it depends. It depends. We have had some. Um, it's gone a couple different ways in Canada, uh, in those cases where sometimes it's for the dog and sometimes it's it's for the person that broke in and committed the crime it has wow um, yeah, Mind it has blowing. Both Mind ways. Blowing. yeah 
I actually just had this conversation with someone the other day. Uh, he's in the States, but I think it happens more in the States simply, I think, just due to uh, the number of your population more than anything. But the idea of a dog being tied up is a whole other issue as well. I mean, that that to me can go over to cruelty. Like you said, they need to have water, they need to, to be cared for and have shade and all that kind of thing. But I do feel as though, I know in, in Canada, the they have increased it a little bit, but the SPCA literally, they create their own way of saying mandatory requirement. And I know years okay. ago that mandatory requirement was they had to have water and some shade. I mean, really? Right. You know, like, like so right. literally you Bare can bones. go days, weeks without seeing your own dog. You don't have to go out. You don't have to do anything. Uh. So if they have access to, to water, and, and shade and it, to oh, me man. that's 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 not good yeah, enough why so would you having, bring a dog into that home like why why even have a yeah, dog well, what, like what you said protection on the outside yeah, yeah. Uh, just yeah. ridiculous selfish reasons that completely disregard yeah. the sanctity yeah. of life so there's there's so many organizations that can help make a difference and help make change and bring awareness to we need to treat these i think it's exactly what you keep saying, what it what it really comes down to is how we view our responsibility to these animals' happiness and to mm -hmm. how they live. And that's what it really comes down to. So we need awareness, which you guys are doing uh, beautifully. I do wanna <laughs> talk about some of, <laughs> uh, some of the, the, the call to action that you're doing, you have, you know, for example, you do have the pet rally, puppy parades, this type of thing. So, yeah, so the puppy parade's coming up. Um, so that's in Utica. And April is actually the uh, Cruelty uh, cruelty to Animals Awareness Month. And the fabulous mayor of, of um, our little town here, can I say the name of the town? I'll just say, yeah, yeah Utica. Um, you know, they they come together and, they, it, and it brings the community together so that we can kind of network. And I believe when this all started like there were some really bad abuse cases and that's why I'm so proud of of you know our leaders like this one like the mayor of Utica because he's actually I feel like he's listening to the public by hosting an event like this he's hearing us out I just wish that there were more politicians that would hear us that would hear our voices speaking for the voiceless because what he's doing is absolutely fabulous and um, it's it's a small town here in Michigan but it's um, I, if anybody looks locals listening it's Saturday April 29th at 2 p.m and um, lots of vendors you can bring your pet and it, it, it almost has a moment of joy in in the sadness of the occasion you know as far as the the, the, the reason you know, animal cruelty yeah is is a horrible thing but to be able to to network and and socialize with these like-minded people who want to see change who who believe that their their pets are their family members it's so important to get together and and you know, I'm just, I'm so appreciative that there are, there are good guys out there that are listening to us. Um, that, those yeah. are great events they do. And they, is it being held in a, a public park? From one park to another park. So it's a, yes, great. Yeah. So yeah. the great thing about that is a lot of people will see it and be made aware of it who just didn't, didn't have any idea. Mm -hmm. Right. So that, Definitely. and that's when you start getting your MPs more on board because the more people that get on board and the more people that are talking about it that's when you get so 
with all the guests I have, that seems to be a reoccurring challenge is mm -hmm. they might have one or two, which is where it starts, MPs on board or somebody that has some amount of influence on board. But it's that it, it's getting more of them. Yes. yes to, to stand up and Power to not be so scared to stand up and not be so worried about what their colleagues will think or what you know we can't speak for them I don't know why they they wouldn't but maybe they are afraid of rocking the boat or losing their job or oh speaking really... of speaking of rocking the boat I've personally gotten death threats I've gotten worse yeah. than death threats I've gotten very violent specific threats that I'm not going to say on this podcast um, that were supporters of the, I, I believe they were supporters of the veterinarian because it was all around that time. Um, you know, and, and it is scary when you put yourself out there, but then it's, it's worth it, you know, because at least as far as I'm concerned, like quit picking on them and pick on somebody with a voice then fine. You know, if you're going to leave them alone, come at me then, you know, that's, that's how I feel, you know, deep down in my heart. Like there's, there's nothing that's going to stop me from continuing to exercise my first amendment right here in America, the freedom of speech. You know, I have the freedom of speech. We have the pre freedom of press to, you know, spread the knowledge of what's going on. And, um, in you know our communities and and in our neighborhoods and and to bring awareness you know that's that's all you know in america like i i love that about america our, our first amendment right absolutely yeah. the freedom yeah. of speech is is absolutely a beautiful thing that we do have in north america and we everybody needs to use it for whatever their cause is for whatever their mm -hmm. cause to to make things better so oh there was something i wanted to yes so people do get you get you get shit on when you make waves you you do and I think that is a really important thing to bring up to the listeners that it's amazing how many people well everyone should be on board what I do I mean what I do is great I mean everybody I'm doing this wonderful thing sometimes the people that you think should be on board with you or supporting what you do they don't and sometimes it's completely other people who do and it's mm -hmm. that ability to just keep moving forward with what, what you're doing when you know it's right and to learn from that and to say, okay, I can see their point of view. What, what do I have that can take their, so that we can discuss this through or work it through or say, well, actually, no. And this is why. Here's stats. Here's a law. Here's a mm -hmm. reason why. You can have your opinion all you want, but this is what's happening. And this is why we're doing what we're doing. And it's just that ability to just not worry about making friends. As I always say, don't worry about, you know, people are too worried about whether they're going to lose friends, that they're all like this little, just be yourself and do your thing. Yeah. Don't worry about <clears throat> making waves because yeah, I don't want to be friends with people who, do, who aren't against animal abuse personally. Like right. if you're, if you're for animal abuse, like bye. Like, yeah, that's where you get your, you know, people that don't like to rock the boat and that's not how change is made. And, and yes, don't worry about making waves because when you're making waves, you're doing something right. Yeah, you're doing something right, when absolutely. you're making waves. So it's this interesting thing that I've been in this so long and, and friends and close friends of mine have said, well, 
that the fact that those people are noticing you and not liking you means you're making it. Oh yeah, that's right. I never, I guess that yeah. Means yeah. Yeah. because I'm getting shit on. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> take that right. And go. that's true. That person would have never noticed or cared if I didn't have an impact. Nobody cares yeah. about people who aren't making an impact. Nobody cares. So, yeah, the, right. so you just, you just want to focus on making a difference and making an impact and what comes with that is what is what you need to roll with and it sounds like you know there you guys are sort of right in the hot sauce of that especially with the the um the issue with the the veterinarian mm -hmm. yeah and and that's why you know going back to celebrating the small wins i feel like it's yes. so important because i feel like there's so many losses what like just visually seeing what the, the abuse that's happening and then seeing these weak, you know, slaps on the wrist and, and it's all just so defeating. So that's why celebrating those tiny wins, no matter how small those tiny wins are, that's, what's going to get you through, you know, and, and it's, it's hard to look on the bright side when you're just surrounded by so much violence, but there, there is a little bright side. If you reach one person, it's like, wow, like I didn't even know this was happening. What can I do? How can I help? Um, that is a huge win, you know, in, in my eyes, anyways, it's, it's so important, you know, for just for that motivation to keep, keep going. It's just to celebrate the little itty bitty things. A couple yeah. of, a couple of other things. I know you mentioned friends, a couple of other successes that we've had is we have, um, gained some friends mm -hmm. and we have, um, been, uh, coming together with other groups and doing collaborations and things of that sort. So um, those are two small ones as well. That, that we is, I was going to ask you, actually, I was thinking about that, that people are starting to reach out to you and ask you to work with them or support or that kind of thing. And that, and that has been happening. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Power in numbers. And we're always so happy, you know, anything we can do, if you have a, a, um, um, you know, if you're getting signatures, if you're, you know, promoting some kind of an event that you're having, share it with Laws for Paws, you know, we're, we're all allies here, you know, we're in the animal world and, you know, us sticking together, we're going to go far, we're going to go far. Yeah, finding those, mm -hmm. and, and that's, that's the best thing about it, though, is, is the people that I've met, been meeting personally, they're amazing, remarkable people, they're, yeah. they're, they're strong and they're passionate and and I know that they have a good heart because you have to if you care this deeply about animals so I think yeah. you know it's been nothing but a blessing you know despite any of the negative things like I don't even see that anymore because my 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 vision is just ahead and the great things we're going to do and, yes. and keep growing our numbers and you know any kind of even like advice, you know, we're open to, you know, any suggestions, we're open to it. You know, we, we're always learning and, and we appreciate that so sincerely, so genuinely, you know, to, to have that kind of community. And even if the community is people who are across the country, which that's kind of what happened with the veterinarian case is that we had, you know, faced with these counter protesters and we were outnumbered at court dates, but hearing the comments from people and knowing that this is hitting their news in other states and around the world, you're not alone. You're not alone. You're fighting the good fight. You know, everybody's kind of got a virtual hand on your back saying, you know, I got oh, you. Yeah. We got this. We're together. Yeah. Yes. It does make a difference. It does make a difference knowing that there's support from people that you don't, it's, it's amazing who you end up getting the support from. But um, yeah, that did make well, for me, that I, I absolutely knew about that case for sure. Um, but I mean, I'm very aware on the 
domestic animal front, but there's always stuff that you don't know and groups you don't know and people doing things that you don't know about and they're making these amazing differences. And you guys, of course, Lost for Paws are one of those. And it's amazing what you're doing. So all of your links to everything will be in the show notes so people can follow you on Facebook, I suppose, and Twitter. Yes, no, it's good. I think people are going to be really interested to see see what you're doing. I'm, I'm guessing on those that you do post uh, what, what you're, what you're, I mean, it's completely, it's never ending, sadly enough. It's, it's it never is. ending. There's always a next one. And you post uh, the outcomes of the ones before and what ones you're yes. still working on and what yes. you're doing. And if people can sign or share those mm -hmm. kind of things. Yeah. So even and if they're out of Michigan, the, yeah. I find that there's some I can sign in, in other countries and others I have to be a citizen, but you know, we can still share because I know when I share yeah. something, people are seeing it everywhere. So they right. can hop yeah. on and sign it if they're from there. Yeah. And that's the thing that I've noticed about the news too, just very quickly is that the news will cover these, these stories like, oh, this is, you know, what happened, you know, they'll have press conferences about it. And then when it comes to conclusion, the it's it's so weak that they don't even cover it so everybody's like huh i hope something bad you know i hope you got some good repercussions and i feel like that's what laws for pause is doing as well is spreading that awareness of how did this come to a conclusion what is the sentencing um because the news doesn't cover that the news is quick to get everybody and then make them you know look at the next thing instead of following through with what actually happened you know with that poor innocent that is so puppy. interesting that is yeah. so interesting because we do want to know. We do want to know what happened because one case will affect the outcome of the next case. And if it if it keeps generating, it will. And I actually wanted to ask you that as well. Do you compare the sentencing in your state with other states? And does that have an effect? Can you take that to an MP and say, this person did very similar in this state and he or she got this yeah. sentencing and then we gave this yeah i mean from what i've seen it's it's um disheartening all across the united states i feel like i don't know of any case that i'm like oh yes like he got what he deserved he actually got jail time anywhere like i i have not heard you know and i followed some california cases some uh you know what is it kentucky florida different cases here and there nothing has had any consequences with any kind of substance none so there's mm. there's been you know nothing that I can be like finally with like there's this win over here you know that I'm aware of and if you hear of anything please let me know because I can use yeah, that I'm win. going yeah. to I was thinking about that I'm going yeah. to because a few are coming into my mind that might be helpful so yeah we'll keep keep in touch on that and uh you know have you back again and talk about what's happening and what has changed or maybe not changed, or maybe it's gone in a direction that you didn't expect, which always happens in animal welfare. It just goes in different directions, pick up different things. So hopefully- Yeah, ride the wave. Yeah, yeah. ride it wherever it takes us. We'll have a lot to update you on as the time goes on. So we'd love to come back. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect, I'd love to have you back. Thank you so much. You've been listening to The Solutionist Show. I'm your host, Billy Broom. And please do go to the show notes and follow Laws for Paws and support them. And we appreciate your feedback, questions. Thanks so much, guys. Take care. 
See you again. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.